lot of racial injustices there. Like, this isn't new for me. I have been discriminated against my entire life. So, like, I'm used to the Trayvon Martins. I'm used to the Ahmaud Arbery's. So, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the narratives. I'm tired of the hashtags. How many tag hashtags will we have? Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Solid Ground. I have my friends Richard and Jerby with me here today. Greetings. And we have a very touchy subject today, yet it is one that needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. What is everyone talking about in the media right now anyway? Black Lives Matter. Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter the death of George Floyd. And of course, we know um, there have been protests and mm -hmm. people are outraged because of his death yeah. and because of the brutality, police brutality against black people. So we want to touch on this subject and see how the protests and also these movements are shaping the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. So let's get right to it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of points to cover, but let's talk about what have been the developments that have been taking place since the death of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Notice what it says here. Uh, the TV series Cops mm -hmm. has been canceled um, until further notice. And um, that was a long lasting series that's been yeah. going on over for 30 years, over 30 years. And they've canceled it due to the uproars, the, the riots, even the looting, mm -hmm. and even the call for police reform. It's mm -hmm. all about police officers, right? So, so. And people are calling to defund the police system. On top of that, right? As well. And gonna, we're, go ahead. Yeah, we're going to get into that a little yeah, later. Well, yeah. we also know that this very popular old movie called Gone with the Wind yeah, has classic. since been removed from HBO streaming system. Mm -hmm. And that is actually very interesting right. because um well gone with the wind is basically known for the way that it portrays black people it portrays um black people in the sense that they would rather stay with their former slave master instead of becoming free mm -hmm. so that's the main thing that's in the movie that people are angry about so for that reason they want that movie to be re removed mm -hmm. which it actually was mm -hmm. and actually let me look at this it's actually from cnn.com and you can find more information about that there yeah mm -hmm. right i mean um recently the democrats mm -hmm. they were seen taking you know taking a knee wearing kente cloth mm -hmm. which is you know um, tribal um material tribal um clothes, as you can say, worn by the Ashanti tribe, right? right? And those in Africa. Those in Africa. And many people are outraged, especially the African people, are outraged they did that because it has a historical um, meaning to it, right? Yet they're doing this in order to, for whatever reason, trying to maybe garner votes or mm -hmm. uh, appease um, the, the, uh, the angry um, people who are, you know, protesting right now. So, right. I mean, there's a lot of development going on. We can't cover all of them, but NASCAR, as well, mm -hmm. they have prohibited the display of the Confederate flag That's right. in their stadium. So, I mean, there's a lot going on right now due to the uprising and the protest even of Black Lives Matter. That's and true. Let's not forget all of the, s the statues of slave masters mm -hmm. that, yep. that were like arrayed around the world. People mm -hmm. are actually getting to the point where they want to remove mm -hmm. those statues because the question is, why are those still up? Why mm -hmm. is it up still glorifying past slavery? So many people have torn them down some people have been standing on them having their knees on the neck of the statue just mm -hmm. to represent what took place to george floyd yeah. they took them and threw them into lakes and just damaging them so there's a lot of anger for that because people are really trying to figure out why in the world do we still have these statues of former slave owners right. up and glorifying them so right. and, and people are using the death of george floyd to be opportunist mm -hmm. and to do 
the evil desires that are in their heart already. So let's get into it a little bit more. You know, how do you all feel uh, since the death of George Floyd and even the aftermath of the protest? Well, honestly, okay. I'm not gonna lie, I watched the video and when I watched the video, I was just brought to tears. The same way I was brought to tears when I saw the video of Ahmaud Aubrey. the same way I was brought to mm. tears when just hearing all of this brutality taking place, especially in situations in which it doesn't have to. You know, because I watched a, a, the, the full event of various security angles, um, various security cameras and their angles at what took place with George Floyd. So you see at one point in time, the cops that came there initially had already brought him into the car. They already had him in the vehicle, but then that's when Chauvin came around and kind of just pulled him out of the car and then did all that crazy stuff to him and then resulted in his death. And just seeing that, that just brought me to tears because it's like, where's the logic here? Why does this have to happen? Just seeing all of that causes me to really desire for Christ's second coming even more because these things just show that of course there's sin in the world mm -hmm. and because of sin mm -hmm. that's why all of this hatred is abounding in the hearts of many people to even carry out horrible acts of hatred like this mm -hmm. so yeah it's it's really saddening you know and it was again it was hard to watch for those who have watched the video I mean to see anyone die you know in, under the you know care or supervision of police officers on and that level of brutality is just horrible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When officers should be protectors, not killers. You know what I mean? And of course, there's always the bad apples that ruin it for the whole flock. Yeah. Where, you know, we're not painting the picture of all mm -hmm. officers are like that. No, because I've had good experiences yeah, with Of course, officers. yeah. There are some horrible, horrible people out there. You know what I mean? But ju just the view and to see that on live television was like a movie. It was like a film. Something mm -hmm. you see out of like a HBO or yeah. a horror movie or something like that. You know what I mean? And, and the question is like, what... What happens when cameras are not rolling? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When things like that don't go viral. Mm -hmm. You know, people are still dying. Yeah. You know, behind, behind the cameras, behind the scenes, and, and the riots and the looting and the, 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 the chaos, the anarchy that took place afterwards. It, it come like his memory, you know, he, how he died was defeated, the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because there people are robbing from stores and doing all this and that. And that's not going to bring him back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's not... Um, you know, uh, that, that's even, that, that's, that's, you can't fight fire with fire is what I'm pretty much trying to get at here. Yeah, I mean, because what more could have been done as he's crying out, officer, I can't breathe, I can't yeah, breathe. Mama. He's pinned down, you know, what more could he have done? Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, even when you are saying, look, I'm dying, it still meant nothing to mm -hmm. the officers. Yeah. And that just shows you how sin um, can be so wicked beyond human comprehension. Yeah. No one can explain it, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. and, and as you mentioned, since the riots and protests have been happening since his death, yeah. people think this is the answer, mm -hmm. um, specifically the violent protesters, mm, the looting, you know, mm -hmm. the, the looting, the stealing that has been taking place, even assaulting other people in their businesses as they're stealing from them. People yeah. think this is the answer because of an evil that was done. Mm -hmm. And we want to play a clip right now from Martin Luther King Jr., many uh, people look up to him. He was a civil rights movement activist, mm -hmm. probably one of the probably the most well known. Mm -hmm. Here's what he said regarding riots. Now, what I'm saying is this: I would like for all of us to believe in nonviolence, but I'm here to say tonight that if every Negro in the United States turns against nonviolence, I'm going to stand up as a lone voice and say this is the wrong way. 
I will never change uh, in my basic idea that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to the Negro in his struggle for freedom and justice. So we heard what Martin Luther King Jr. said. Mm -hmm. yeah, Basically, this is not the way mm -hmm. to have change go about. You know? It's counterproductive. Counterproductive. Mm -hmm. But yet people think the violence is going to bring about change. Because right. when you think about it, we're, okay, so they're doing all of this in the name of George Floyd. Okay, so George Floyd's family is still alive. They're going to need to go to the stores. They're going to need to go to the bank. They're going to need to go to those different little um, locations there. But what are they doing? They're looting, they're rioting, and they're basically burning things up and causing a whole lot of chaos and wreaking havoc all around them. So mm -hmm. how are you honoring his family by damaging the locations in which they could have gone to shop and gone to, you know, carry out things that they needed to do, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, so he, that's not honoring, that's dishonoring, that's yeah. disrespecting. Yeah, even his brother said that that's not the answer. And, and racism is real. Let's not act like it's not mm -hmm. real. Racism, hatred is mm -hmm. very real. I want to mm -hmm. ask you too, have you ever experienced racism in your life? Mm. <laughs> Ladies I first. I hate that I have to say yes. <laughs> that's it. I, I hate that I have to say yes, I have experienced racism before. So if I'm at the hair store looking for products to do my hair with, I'm at each aisle, next thing you know, I see an, a worker just following me around or coming around the corner whenever I'm going to look at stuff. So I find myself having to turn my purse and put it towards my back mm -hmm. so it doesn't look like I'm trying to steal anything. Or if I want to get my phone, I have to be very extra with it, like open my purse and be like, my phone. Okay, got it. Like just to, just to make it seem like I'm not taking your stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, oh right. my. Yeah. And um, another thing is most recently, actually, I was at the store and there was an older woman, I guess you could say it was probably her grandmother and like maybe like a four year old little girl in the shopping cart. Mind you, they're, they're Caucasian. So um, they are standing in the front of the line at the cash register and I'm I'm like the second person in the line and the third person in the line is a older white gentleman and the one in front of me was an older white woman so um the little girl is talking to the woman in front of me about this dog that she has let's call the dog fifi she's like do you love fifi as much as i love fifi fifi is so cute and fluffy i love fifi i miss her and the old woman's like oh um is fifi a little dog must be cute and she's talking to her she's a little hesitant because she's like okay this is not my granddaughter why am i talking to her but um she's still talking to her and the grandmother's kind of like okay kind of like calmly telling her mm. Stop talking to strangers, right? The second the, the woman leaves, right? Then I'm next in line. The little girl says, hi, but I was looking away. So I turn around and I'm like, hi. And she's trying to carry on the conversation about Fifi. And then the second I start talking to the little girl, the grandmother grabs her face and shoves it around. And she's like, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking, just grabbing her face. Mm. And then I'm responding to the little girl cause she's talking to me. So I'm like, oh, must be nice. The second I start responding, the woman pushes the cart and just leaves the store. And I was just in awe. I was like, wow. So when the little girl was talking to another person who was her same race, it was okay. But you would calmly tell her, stop talking, it's okay. But the second she starts talking to me, you want to grab her face violently and tell her, don't mm -hmm. talk to me. Right. I, I was just like, did this just happen? And I was like, okay, mm -hmm. nobody, okay. I was the only black person there except for like another 
um, person working the register, but she was far away. She didn't notice. So I was just like, okay, well, that was rather interesting. Yeah, you know, it happens. It no. happens, and it's sad. And what about you, Richard? Um, I, I've never experienced anything like as extreme as that, you know what I mean, to, to have someone just run out of the store like that. But, I mean, growing mm. up, um, you know, you know, growing up with my friends, um, we used to call, you know, I used to be called, you know, the N-word and whatnot. But it was never, like, really in the negative connotation as we see it today. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It was never with the negative history behind it of what it meant. But it was just like, you know, you're with your boys. And I thought it was, you know, like growing cool. up, it was cool. You know what I mean? It was like, hey, right. you know, they're like, hey, my N, hey, my, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean... Now I'm looking back, I'm like, man, you a fool, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, yeah, <laughs> you know, because the history behind the that history word behind it was derogatory. It. Yeah. Exactly. You know, going back to the slaves, how they used to be treated and call that, you know, and the negative connotation behind it today. Um, and so, you know, I, as I look back on that, I'm like, wow. You know, I, you, you know, you never really know what you are doing or even what you're saying until you get older and see how society, um, you know, is, is moving along and, and what it means. But I mean, just to just to see that term being thrown around today mm -hmm. so loosely, mm -hmm. you know, even by you know um, anyone really, you yeah. know, especially I mean, black people use it, you know, as I said, as a greeting to their to their yeah. boys or whatnot, you know what I mean? Um, and they may or may not know that or what it meant, the the history, the legacy, as it were, behind you know that, that word, term, that yeah. term, that meaning, what it carried for for slaves back then. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of our young men and even women, they know what it means, mm -hmm. but yet they think that it's cool. You yeah. know, and, and, and even that is wrong. And mm -hmm. yet we're talking about racism, but mm -hmm. as um, black people of color, we're still living, as it were, in the sphere of slavery. Mm -hmm. By still using that term, mm -hmm. you have that slave mindset. I'm sorry to say it, and it's just not it's mm -hmm. cool. I don't accept being called that right. you know, by a black person or white person. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, talking about racism, I've experienced it as well. You know, I've been the, the subject of demeaning racial jokes. Mm. Um, also, I remember we were in a history class and uh, the students there, as we're talking about slavery you know, and, and what has taken place, in an effort to try and say that, oh, it wasn't that bad, though some of the white students were saying, oh, well, you know that most of the slaves were actually treated pretty good. It was only a few of them that were really treated <laughs> inhumanely. So you really shouldn't be you know, that outraged about it. We didn't do it. Those were our ancestors. So you can just see the, the spirit there, like, hey, why are you so, you know, and I wasn't even, you know, doing anything like being over the top or nothing. It was just mm -hmm. a sly comment that was made to downplay that history so yeah racism is real you know uh, we've all experienced that i've experienced it and it's not something that you know i'm going to accept but again at the same time friends there is a way to handle mm -hmm. um racism as we will get to and and, and it's through love yeah. um, but at the same time we are not to be living in that um spirit as mm -hmm. it were you know and and always trying to make everything a race issue right yeah. we can right. rise above that mm -hmm. yeah. so how has the issue of this police brutality against colored people, especially um, since it's been heightened since the death of George Floyd. How has it affected sure. you and your movements daily? I mean, mm -hmm. on a personal level here, I have to ask myself, you know, as a person of color, you know, do I have to be weary of the police officers now? You know, do I have to be walking on eggshells? Would I see a police officer? Because, you know, could I be next or whatnot? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what, I mean, you have to be real with yourself as you see what's going on around, around us because I shouldn't have to think that way. You know, we shouldn't have to think that way, where those who have been put in power um, of trust, you know, are sworn to protect society, 
you know, but again, you got you got you got those few bad apples that are ruining for the bunch, and I, th and that's exactly what that's what I see happening today. You know what I mean? There are many many good officers, police mm -hmm. officers, but then the few that are brought to the forefront now represent all classes of them, and everyone's and all of them are painted with the same brush. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, we all hate officers. We want to defund everyone, but mm -hmm. hey, don't some of those off aren't, aren't some of those good officers? Mm -hmm. Don't they have families to feed? Yep. You know. So, I mean, I, it's like, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There has to be change, but not in the way that we see it being called for um, today. Mm -hmm. Just thinking about everything that's taking place in the world, I'm just making sure that I'm as kind as possible to every person that I meet. Because being kind, well, the scripture says to be a friend, you have to find yourself friendly. In mm -hmm. order to receive a friend, you have to show yourself to be friendly. Mm -hmm. So in order to curb or to turn around all of the anger, you have to be kind to one another. And that's what Christ tells us to do. So in all of this, I could go around and be like, yes, everybody bow down to me because I'm black and y'all need to respect the fact that we mm -hmm. are here. We're not going like, I'm not gonna people act like that. that. And that's what people are doing. It's mm -hmm. just like, no, mm -hmm. that's not how we're supposed to do things. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to treat others how you want to be treated. That's what, something that my kindergarten teacher always taught me, you know, so, in light of everything that's happening right now, I'm just making sure that I'm as respectful as possible, as kind as possible, and not because of everything that's happening, but because we're Christians. Mm -hmm. And we're supposed to show the love of Christ regardless of what is going on around us. Yeah, mm -hmm. And you know, yeah, we, sure. when we, as we're speaking about Christians, historically, and even now in certain parts of the world, Christians are being persecuted. They are being targeted. Mm -hmm. They are being murdered That's true. Um, in more heinous ways than how George Floyd was. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the Dark Ages. Uh, Christians were, I mean, given yeah. to animals, and torn wild apart, wild animals, right? drenched with uh, blood, light, oh, lighting oh, fluid, oil. whether it be gasoline, oil, whatever it is, lit them on fire. At the stake. I mean, they were tortured in gruesome ways. Yeah. And, and based on Bible prophecy, these things will be repeated. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, I don't they want to cut you off, but vats of oil right. I mean, I mean, even if you come to present day, look at communist China right now, mm -hmm. right? What's happening to the Christians over there? Exactly, right? Mm -hmm. They're being they're being persecuted, locked in jail. You know, may, may probably even killed as well mm -hmm. for their faith. Right. Yet, where is the outcry? Exactly. Where is the protest? Right. You want to mm -hmm. say? You and know? as and how we should respond as Christians in that type of crisis when we are being persecuted for our faith mm -hmm. it should be the same way that we should respond in these type of crises as right, well right you know because it shows whose spirit is actuating us mm -hmm. is it christ or satan mm -hmm. you know so just moving on um as we now transition getting a little deeper into the black lives matter movement you mm -hmm. know these are these people are on the front lines advocating for change so who are the ones leading out in the black lives matter movement and other similar protests calling for change well, those, well, let me just first off say it's young people. Mm -hmm. Now, let me show you who the three co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement are. It's just main, mainly young women. And let me start off and share their names. It's Alicia Garza. We have Patrice Colors or Coolors, Opal Tometi. So those are the three main women and they actually are in their 30s. So we see that there's young people that are leading out in these movements. Mm -hmm. And um, we actually have a few articles here that we can share. There's just one article here from Baltimore Sun, which says that that Baltimore high school students lead protests to urge city and state education policymakers to support Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. High school students. High young. school students. Young. That's young. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the next one is from 
from Los Angeles, and it says here, young people lead Black Lives Matter protests in Costa Mesa. So we see that there's young people just about everywhere out there really pushing for um, equality. Yeah, and not just in the Black Lives Matter movement, but also when you look at climate change. That, yeah. Climate yeah. change oh. is a huge movement, yeah. um, which is happening even simultaneously. Look at even last year, there were a lot of marches mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And who was one of the major figureheads? Greta, Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, 16 years old. She's probably 17 now, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So young people are on the front lines of this, this movement. Mm -hmm. Even the LGBT movement, yeah. Lots um, of young people. You have James Charles. People. You have Patrick. Um, Patrick Starr. You have all these mm -hmm. young people that these are influencers, leading out. Mm -hmm. Influence, right? Yeah. Pushing these agendas on society, and and that takes you right back to the Bible. When you look at Genesis 19 with Lot, and, and while he was in Sodom, right? Mm -hmm. Who came to his door um, with the sins of Sodom? It says young, young yeah. and, and old. old. Right. So we see it here. Yeah, that's true. I'm, and even we spoke about this in one of our previous podcasts, AmeriCorps. Mm -hmm. Right, how they are recruiting young people. Um, young people, of course, old as well, but majority of them are young people to be contract contact tracers, mm -hmm. right? And we see how many young people flocked um, to do that because of the incentives, mm -hmm. you know. Again, but again, who's leading out? It is the young people, mm -hmm. right? The young people are leading out, and this actually reminds me of Isaiah chapter three and verse twelve, where it says, "As for my people, people." children are their oppressors mm. so as these young people are leading out they're going to be influential in calling for politicians and statesmen to implement certain laws that of course they're calling for for social justice right but in turn indirectly they will lead to oppression oppression that's for, it for of god's, god's people of god's yes. people right that's what we're trying to get at mm. and it reminds me of going back in history the waldenses yes right the waldensians who were they were they not young people mm -hmm. so again we see the counter we see, the, we see the counterfeit that Satan is um, bringing to the forefront these last days. God has young people like the Waldensians, right, who were in obscurity, who were being oppressed by the Roman church back in the Dark Ages. But what did they do as young people? They found ways to be innovative, to yes. still share the gospel. Mm -hmm. yes. When they would go out into the city to, 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 um, to, sell, to sell whatever it is that their crops and stuff, yeah. they were able to bring like little pieces of the Bible that mm -hmm. they the hand gospel, wrote right? and just share it with people, taking it out of their coat pockets. Yeah, yeah. But so again, we can be like the Waldensians, like those mm -hmm. young people. So the question is, where are God's young Waldensians today? Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Where are they? Where are the Daniels? Where are the Josiahs? Mm -hmm. yeah. The Davids, young David, slaying those giants. Yes. Giants. yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. You know, we yeah. need some of those young people today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we just introduced, right, the mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. So now what are their demands? Because they're on the front lines calling for change. Mm -hmm. What are they demanding exactly? Well, let's mm -hmm. go right to the website. It says this. We demand acknowledgement and accountability for the devaluation and dehumanization of black life at the hands of the police. We call for radical, sustainable solutions that affirm the prosperity of black lives. We call for an end to systemic racism that allows this culture of corruption to go unchecked and our lives to be taken. We call for a national defunding of police. We touched on that a little mm -hmm. bit, right? We demand investment in our communities and resources to ensure black people not only survive, but also thrive. Mm -hmm. So they have a few, they have a list of, of demands there. Yeah. Very interesting. Now, a lot of people are questioning what it means to actually defund the police because we know that that's one of the main things mm -hmm. that um the black lives matter movement is calling for mm -hmm. for the to have police reforms and for them to be defunded but let's look to this article from nbcnews.com that can answer this question mm -hmm. when we talk about defunding the police what we're saying is invest in the 
in the resources that our communities need. Mm -hmm. And Bennett says, so much of policing right now is generated and directed towards quality of life issues. We have homelessness, drug addiction, domestic violence. But what we do need is increased funding for housing. We need increased funding for education. We need increased funding for quality of life communities who are over policed and over surveilled. So what they're saying is basically take away some of the money from the gov from the um, government funds for the police and give it to these other locations, um, these other places in which they need it more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and it reminds me of this clip that we saw from Morgan Freeman. Yes. Yeah. You know, because he was speaking about racism mm -hmm. and how black people oftentimes feel that they are so um un uh, what's the word i'm looking for they they have been dealt a bad hand mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're always the subject of injustice mm -hmm. but he goes on to say that basically we can rise out of this right you know and we need not to constantly bring up the race card mm -hmm. listen to what he says black history month you find ridiculous why you're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is white history month? <laughs> no, well, no, 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 come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish history month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no. No. I, 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 I don't either. I don't want a black history month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. Hmm. So interesting. We, we saw hmm. what Morgan Freeman said, and, yeah. and I think that's another perspective that we as black people need to think about more, mm -hmm. you know, because yes, many of our people grow up in poverty. You know, maybe their parents weren't together. They grew up in home, um, fatherless homes and mm -hmm. whatnot. But at the same time, there's a choice and everything. And I believe through the power of Christ, we can rise up out of these things mm -hmm. and not be so dependent on the government needs to do this for me. Right. But then what can I do for myself mm -hmm. to better myself? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Learn right. from the mistakes of our parents, our grandparents, right. and, and to be valuable members of society. Mm -hmm. so, so we're not taking sides here. We're not saying, you know, we agree that the life of black people matter. Mm -hmm. We agree the life of white people matter. All lives matter because as we're going to get to, who does Christ love based on the Bible? He loves everyone. Everyone. Let's see from the scriptures. So we agree, we agree with those things, but at the same time, some of these movements and some of these ideas, as Christians, we need to analyze mm -hmm. to know what do we support based on the word of god mm -hmm. yes and that's not to say mm -hmm. we're a part of the all lives matter movement or the black lives matter movement we are part of the jesus christ lives movement okay mm -hmm. and jesus tells us that um in matthew chapter 24 verse 14 that the gospel is to go to every single kingdom mm -hmm. it's to go to every tongue every nation every kindred every mm -hmm. people every race. so that shows that yeah. god loves every single person and mm -hmm. if god was such a person that said that only black people are going to heaven mm -hmm. only white people are going to heaven only chinese people or indians are going to heaven there would have only been one type of people on the world instead of a various amount of colors exactly. as we have today exactly. so God loves us all. We are still all created in his image. We just have different skin tones. Amen. Amen. So as we transition again, we're going back to what 
um, are the demands of the Black Lives Matter movement. They say they are calling for mm -hmm. the defunding of police officers. Mm -hmm. We just saw um, the co-founder, Alicia, she is saying allocate those resources to education and our communities. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are literally Mm, mm, mm. calling for the defunding of police departments, the dissolving of it completely. Right, right. which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so listen to this statement from NBC News. I'm just going to read the first sentence here. So mm -hmm. taken literally, calls to defund police departments conjure images of empty precinct stations and the proliferation of citizen patrols. Mm. So I want to ask you all the question now. So what would happen in society if police departments were completely dissolved well what comes to mind is the years 1798 to 1799 with the french revolution mm. yep even the years <laughs> leading even leading up to that even yes. leading mm -hmm. up to that mm -hmm. but i mean in that time period there and we saw what happened during that time and the saying goes that those who don't learn from history are destined to repeat it, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So we saw what happened during the French Revolution where there was a revolt, there was rioting because of the oppression, I mean, not, not necessarily because of black people, but because of the government mm -hmm. against the citizens, the people, and they revolted, right? There was an uproar, there was bloodshed, bloodshed. They went in, killed their politicians, killed their statesmen, right? Because they wanted reform, they wanted mm -hmm. change, right? And what happened during the French Revolution was that, you know, there was... The people went in, they didn't care about the police, they didn't care about the governments, they didn't care about what happened. They went in with arms, right, to kill, mm -hmm. right, with a different spirit. Mm -hmm. And we see that same spirit being permeated in society today, right? Lawlessness. If the, lawlessness. If there's no police, if you defend the police, who's going to protect you, as it were? You know what I mean? Are, are you going to be carrying arms yourself? Are you, you going to be policing yourself mm -hmm. now, right? It, it just leads to more anarchy. You Who know. do you call when somebody comes to rob your house? Mm -hmm. Or if you are, you know, in a bank and you're being held up. Yeah. Or if you you're can. a victim of domestic violence. It's, yeah. it's very common, right. you know. So who, who are you going to call? You can't say, hey, mm -hmm. like, what mm -hmm. are you going to do? Yeah. And it so. reminds me even of God's law, right? Mm -hmm. When you think of God's law, because God also has a law. And there are calls from people and organizations to do away with God's law of government. Mm -hmm. Daniel 7 verse 25 says that he, speaking of the papacy, will think to change times and laws. And that's exactly what's happening now. Right. And Revelation 13, really quickly, let's go there. I believe it's verse number 14 and 15, mm -hmm. which says that they, let's go here. I have it. Revelation 13 and verse number... 14, it says, and deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by mm -hmm. the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they mm -hmm. should make an image to the beast which had, which the, wound. had the wound by a sword and did live. Mm -hmm. So the people will be calling for these reforms, right. these yeah. changes, mm -hmm. even based on prophecy to then persecute God's people. Now, I want to go back to this Black Lives Matter movement because we have been talking about it, but there are many Christian young people today who are joining in the protests and the riots mm -hmm. um and they still profess to be bible believing christians yet they do not know what black lives matter stands for in its entirety and again mm -hmm. we are saying we are against the racism against black people against any class of people that is not of the bible so mm -hmm. we are against that but what does the black lives matter movement stand for you know right back to their website this is what they say that they stand for it says what matters 2020 hashtag will focus on issues concerning racial injustice that's one of their big um, demands there police brutality criminal justice reform black immigration economic injustice lgbtqia plus and human rights 
environmental injustice, access to healthcare, access to quality education, and voting rights and suppression. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a lot there, but mm -hmm. what stood out to, to you? Was there anything that stood out? Um, what are your thoughts based on what they believe? Any thoughts, Jeremy? Well, I mean, for me, <laughs> LG, the LGBTQIA, mm -hmm. right? That's right in there yeah. of what they are standing for, as well as the environmental injustice. Well, that mm. goes back to the two main movements that we just brought up earlier, right, how we exactly. said that the young people are leading out in the LGBTQ movement, as well as the climate change climate movement. Change, yeah. And um, they're, they're saying not only are we standing with black people on a whole, but we're still, that they're saying we're standing with the black transgenders, we're mm. standing with the black um, gays, mm -hmm. we're standing with the black um, lesbians. So they're still saying that, hey, it's all inclusive. Right, right. right. And, and we know from the Bible where these movements will tend to. Because mm -hmm. again, we mentioned that these young people are the ones leading out in these movements, right? And they will be the oppressors mm -hmm. of God's people in these last days. So mm -hmm. the very fact that the Black Lives m Movement um, also support these other movements, mm -hmm. right, show us that Christians, young people who get behind these movements, not knowing what they're getting into, mm -hmm. right, they're essentially warring against God right. because God is against the sins of the LGBT community. Right. God is against this push for nature, right, caring for the planet, nature, which is, again, leads to nature worship. That's mm -hmm. a whole other study in and of itself, mm -hmm. right? But we, we see where these things are tending for. It's going to be mm -hmm. calling for the Sunday law. That's right. Yeah. And, right. And God loves people who are sinners. So mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. Of course, no, do not God loves people who may now be practicing the sins of the LGBT mm -hmm. community. Right. But he wants to save them from it just exactly. as he wants to save people from racism. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, he wants to save people from lying, mm -hmm. from stealing. Mm -hmm. So it's not that we hate the people or condemn by God's grace. No, we hate the sin and mm -hmm. are trying to call people out of it. Amen. So as we transition, you know, everything we believe, friends, we have to base it on the word of God. Mm -hmm. So how do these movements of protests and race wars line up with scripture? Lest someone, you know, they are trying to understand mm -hmm. how, where can I find this in scripture? Talk right. to us. Well, Jared, Jeremy, even based on scripture, we see that Satan was actually the first racist. Mm -hmm. He started the first <laughs> race war in heaven. When you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about it's it, true. notice Satan incited a protest because he drew one third of the angels with him, mm -hmm. right? So there was some, some contention. There was an issue Satan had with the government of God. Mm -hmm. Really quickly, not to cut you off, one point. What is the root um, issue with racism is hatred hatred mm -hmm. variance he had right? hatred towards god absolutely mm -hmm. exactly. all right let me get that plug right back in mm -hmm. here right he had hatred and variance in his heart for the government of god even for jesus christ and satan took that hatred with him when he was kicked out of heaven and came down to this earth right and we see that satan's prime objective is to destroy humanity he hates humans he hates the whole human race mm -hmm. oh. right yeah. and we see that right there in the garden of eden in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4, what lie did he tell Eve? Mm. Thou shall not surely, surely die. die. Mm. Lies. That was a, that was a bold-faced lie that mm -hmm. he told Eve, right? Because he knew that if she were to disobey, right, she would eventually die. He yes. knew that, right? Mm -hmm. And so Satan cunningly, knowingly told her this lie because he wanted to destroy Adam and Eve. He wanted to cut off the prosperity in which, in which Christ would come from, mm -hmm. right? If he could cut off... Um, the connection with God and with man, Satan would be, as it were, the ruler of this earth, right? But we know that through, the power, through Christ coming down and sacrificing himself, we can be redeemed. Mm -hmm. But we see that Satan, right, 
by telling that first lie showed us showed us his true colors that his desire his objective it is, is to destroy humanity mm. and we see the same spirit of satan being permeated today as i if i hate my brother if i hate my sister right i'm manifesting the same spirit of satan hatred right and the same way satan was kicked out of heaven we will be barred from the gates of heaven mm. when christ comes again if if we are being racist to other groups of people that's it. or if we are holding on to hatred yeah. for people who are oppressing us that's right either that's way right. that's right man that's right that's, that's right true. god I mean, is a god of love right yes. not he's not a racist no he's not he's not and you know when going back to your question jared basically we know that all people that are oppressed god does not like the fact that they are oppressed i mean he's the savior of the race right so when we think about the israelites who were in egypt we know that god worked in their favor to help to relieve them from that slavery from mm -hmm. that bondage and there are many other cases which richard actually talked about the present day where there's a lot of people that are um in different communist places mm -hmm. in which they're not allowed to freely express the fact that they're a christian mm -hmm. and they're being oppressed and i'll never forget the fact that a lot of them are being tormented that they're being tortured yeah. that we may not know of but we know that it's happening and let me just read the scripture that immediately came to mind when you asked that question jared it's Luke chapter 4 verse 18 and it says here it says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised mm -hmm. so we see many classes of people that are oppressed mm -hmm. and Jesus came to to um to set, set free. to set them free mm -hmm. and jesus wants to to give us that freedom because he who is free free indeed is free indeed yeah. so we have to we have to remember that that jesus does not like the fact that these things are happening in the world because mm -hmm. he wants us all to have freedom but we have to remember that there's still sin around the world today mm -hmm. and the only true freedom is in jesus christ who mm -hmm. will eventually grant us that freedom amen yeah. and friends write down this other scripture which um, puts a nail in a short place matthew 24 mm -hmm. verse number seven through verse number nine it says for a nation shall rise against nation that's right mm -hmm. that that's speaking about races having wars against each other mm -hmm. verse eight says these are just the beginning yeah so as we are looking at what's taking place with george floyd even with the coronavirus right. and, and other crises these are only the beginning of sorrows mm -hmm. then verse nine shows us then shall they deliver you god's people up mm -hmm. to be afflicted mm -hmm. that is the uh, those people are the real target mm -hmm. in these last days mm -hmm. so going even more pointed how does god view racism i know we touched on it um on a broadly mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. how does he view it are there any examples where we kind of see this more clearly outlined well jared in response to your question numbers chapter 12 uh -huh. because we see how miriam had um some sort of uh, hatred towards Moses's wife mm -hmm. and because she was an Ethiopian right. if we look at verse number one it says here and Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman who mm -hmm. he had married for he had married an Ethiopian woman and we can find God's response to Miriam in verse number 10 mm -hmm. it says here and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle and behold Miriam became leprous white as snow and Aaron looked upon Miriam and behold she was leprous mm -hmm. so Miriam got leprosy because of her racism towards Moses's wife right. who was an Ethiopian so this goes to show that God is not a person who condones racism mm. and um we this this is very clear to mm -hmm. us to mm -hmm. see that and that he 
at the end of the day, he has the last say. Mm -hmm. He has the last say in everyone who is being racist, who is being oppressive to anyone because of their hatred for them. God is the righteous judge. Right, and he says, vengeance is mine, saith yeah. the Lord. So yes. we're to let God handle these things and, mm -hmm. and not take it matters into our own hands. Mm -hmm. Right, and it's, kind of, it's not to say that every single racist person on earth is going to receive leprosy, right? No. We're trying to show that, hey, if you hold on to that hatred toward your brother or toward your sister or toward any class you know, other than yourself, God will eventually, when he comes again, will bring judgment, right? And it's up to us to reach out and have God change our hearts, okay. right? That's important. Yep. Notice mm -hmm. what it says here, though, in Romans, as we get another um, companion scripture mm -hmm. here for you, Jeremy. In Romans chapter 10, friends, notice what it says. Look, look how God views racism, right? God is not racist, friends. Nope. It says, but there is no difference. There's what? No, no difference. difference. No difference. Let's emphasize that. There's no difference between the Jew and the Greek, mm. the, the Bible is making a distinction, a comparison here. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek for the same Lord mm -hmm. over all. Does it say over certain races? Nope. Over classes of individuals? It says over all. Over colors? Nope. All. Is over what? All. all. Is rich unto all that call upon him. So mm -hmm. the very same God that created black people, mm -hmm. the same God that created white people, mm -hmm. same God that created whatever color you are, right? And he is Lord over all unto all who call upon him. So the same God that created us, each one of us can call upon him mm -hmm. when we're in distress, when we're being oppressed, when there's social injustice being brought upon us. Can yep. we not? That's yep. scripture right there. Verse 13, Richard. For, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever. That's it doesn't right. say this one specific grace. Mm -hmm. It says whosoever. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's so. scripture right there. And Acts 17, mm -hmm. friends, verse 20, Acts 17, verse 26, the Bible says this as we hasten on and hath made of one blood mm. all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth so it's telling us here that god created all men right mm -hmm. all men black white poor whatever you are in christ created you yes. and he has a purpose for your life amen yes. and friends there is a solution to racism and that's what we want to get into as we begin to close down this podcast because mm -hmm. it is very important jesus christ is our example he dealt with prejudice he dealt with mm -hmm. racism classism mm -hmm. yes. casteism yes. in his day yes. and we are going to look at what he did and as we look at what christ did we also should pattern our life after this so how did god deal with systemic racism in his day even prejudice casteism all of those things hmm. Well, first, we can go to John chapter 4. So in the book of John chapter 4, we see how Jesus was talking to the woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And basically, she being a woman who was a Samaritan, mm -hmm. we know that they say, oh, I'm a Samaritan. I'm not supposed to be talking to a Jew. And that's how they were back in the day, right? But Jesus meeting her at the well, he didn't say Samaritan woman. He didn't. He wasn't racist towards her. He said, may I please have something to drink? I'm mm -hmm. thirsty. Mm -hmm. And in her meeting his need, he met her need. And sharing that love and sharing that compassion to a completely different race where in those times they were saying, we're not supposed to mingle with each other. He showed that love. And in that love that he shared with her, she was able to take that back to the city mm -hmm. and share that with them. Mm -hmm. So therefore they grew a love for Christ as well, who was, hello, a Jew. Mm -hmm. So in all of that, that goes to show that even though that there's racism in the world around us today, we're still supposed to show love towards one another and lead them back to Christ. Amen. Right. And, Amen. and you see that um, this woman was converted mm -hmm. when she was converted, when she accepted Christ. Racism, prejudice could no longer exist in her heart. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And she 
having this experience shared it with others yes. mm -hmm. so how then will racism be overcome by sharing the gospel even as christ largely by one-on-one -on -one Interact interactions yeah. with yes. people that's yes. how christ did it mm -hmm. look at another testimony. amen your testimony mingled with scripture yes. matthew chapter 15 this is another account here this is the syrophoenician woman you can look at verse 22 through verse 28 but we know this account right I i'm going to read verse 26 because the response that jesus gave to her mm -hmm was said by him in this way to as it were perk up the ears of the disciples mm -hmm. they were holding on to prejudice they were holding on to disdain for this woman who was not a jew she was of canaan mm -hmm. look at verse 26 jesus said it is but he said it but he answered and said it is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs mm -hmm. so on the surface it would imply that she was a dog mm -hmm. But she was persistent and said, even the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Mm. Long story short, he was able to heal the woman mm. because she was persistent. And it was a lesson to the disciples that, hey, I'm not here to hold up divisions of prejudice, mm. racism, hatred towards other class of people. I came to save all groups of people. Mm -hmm. And since she now was converted, right, her, since her daughter was healed from that demon, what do you think she did? Of course, the Bible doesn't go into the story, but what do you think she did after having that encounter with Christ? Mm. She, she went to go share her testimony. Had to go share it. She was no longer prejudiced. Christ wasn't prejudiced. The disciples in learning this could not have been, after they were converted, prejudiced. Mm. And as a result, the gospel is going forward. Prejudice is being overcome. People's hearts are being converted. Amen, amen. Even a third witness here, friends. I'm going to go into, again, can't go into all, all these accounts, right? But again, what... The, 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 the golden cord that ties these accounts together is that each of those individuals, even the one I'm going to share right now, had to exercise faith in Christ. They had to believe that Christ could break down those walls of racism, those injustices, right? They had to exercise faith in Christ. And notice in Matthew chapter 8, verses, verses 5 through 13, brings to view the account of the centurion, mm -hmm. right? Now, centurion, was he not a, he was a, a Roman, Roman, right? A Roman. Yep. And did Christ not meet him? Right. Mm -hmm. So again, I, go ahead. I, I know you want to preach. And no, 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 no. <laughs> and notice the Romans, they were the oppressors exactly, yeah, of they, the Jewish people. Exactly. They were so the as it were, if we want to make it present day, the Romans were, as many people say, the, the policemen, mm -hmm. right? Inflicting the brutality against the Jewish people or That's the right. black man. That's all right. right. Go I'll, ahead. Let me take my plug back here again. I'm <laughs> plug my power in. All right. <laughs> and of course, Christ met him where he was, right? The the so the so the said, "Hey, I'm a, I'm a um, a person under authority, mm -hmm. and if I tell this person go here, he goes. If I tell this person come, he comes. But if you just speak the word, Christ, right? So Christ, Christ, the, the very presence of Christ broke down those prejudices mm -hmm. that the so soldier may have had or manifested just by seeing and hearing the words of Christ. And Christ said, "Listen, I have not even found such great faith." even in Israel, even among my own people. Mm. But you, a Roman soldier, not a Jew, right? Mm. But a Gentile, someone not of the faith, as it were, exercising this great faith in me, go on home. By your faith, your servant is healed, mm. right? So Christ, just by his very presence, just by manifesting the love that he so often does toward us, broke down those walls of injustice. And I'm pretty sure that that soldier went his whole family was converted mm. and even sharing the gospel with others mm. as well. Right. So, I mean, there you have it. Right. Mm -hmm. That's it. And to make it plain, friends. So the solution for racism is by sharing the gospel, yeah. mm -hmm. even largely 
by personal one-on-one interviews as Christ mm-hmm. did. But of course, the gospel is to go to the world mm-hmm. and we are to use the means God has given us, the internet, but also make friends yeah. with people. As Jeremy was sharing earlier, be kind yeah, you know, be to kind. people, be intentional, ask God for this love. Mm-hmm. We cannot have it of mm-hmm. our own. Mm-hmm. And so how do we get it practically? You know, one powerful way to do so is by reading 1 Corinthians 13. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's known as the love chapter. chapter. Yeah. Yep. It is the character of Jesus Christ, charity, envieth not, mm-hmm. is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, unseemly right. seeketh not her own. Mm-hmm. If we all manifest these characteristics, no, regardless of race, do you think there will be hatred? No. Nope. Do you think there will be racism? No. Nope. Prejudice? Nope. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. No. Nope. Do you think there will be lying? Mm-mm. None of these things. Love Any other freedom. sin? No. This is the goal to have. Yeah. And of course, we know, let's, let's be clear, racism and other sins will not be completely eradicated until the second coming of Jesus yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as God's people, we are to strive to, this is how we, as it were, fight against this system of yeah. racism. That's it. Mm-hmm. So lastly, I just want to share a piece of this quotation with you, friends. This is how Christ viewed racism and prejudice in his day. This is what he thinks of you and I. This is from Desire of Ages. It says, caste is hateful to God. He ignores everything of this character. In his sight, the souls of all men are of equal value. Mm -hmm. Skip on down. It says this, without distinction of age or rank or nationality or religious privilege, all are invited to come unto him and live. Mm -hmm. So friends, the invitation is this. Will you come unto Christ and live today? He is calling you. He wants you to be saved, Mm -hmm. to break down these barriers of racism, of sin, so that you can be a part of his family. I want to be there, friends. Me too. And in heaven, there will be all groups of people, all races, as it were. And we will be one race, Mm. the race of God, the human race. God's Mm. kid, children. So, friends, until next time, stay encouraged, stay in the word, share this video with others. Let us know in the comments below, and we will see you next time. By God's grace, Maranatha.